What is good, everybody? Welcome to another Niners Nation podcast. I am Rob Stats Guerrero. Thank you for joining us. I want to remind you, please rate, review, and subscribe to all the Niners Nation podcasts. You'll get this show. You'll get all the great shows we do. Keep those ratings and reviews coming. We do appreciate them. I promise you, we read the comments contrary to conventional wisdom. Doing a little different today. The Niners played on Saturday, so we had a little kind of open spot in the schedule, and we thought, what better thing to do with it than possibly win you some money? So we wanted to bring on Matt McEwen from Sports Betting Dime. He's joined us a couple times over the last couple months. You've made us some money. We always appreciate that. How you doing, Matt? Hey, Rob. Thanks for having me. I'm doing pretty well. How you doing? I am well. It's always nice to come off a win. I don't care that the 49ers are out of it. I still like seeing my team do well. I want to start with some general week 17 questions because to me, there are two weeks of the regular season that I really get nervous about. One is week one because we don't know anything about anybody and weird stuff happens in week one. And the other one is week 17 because teams are resting guys, teams have more to play for. It's sort of a weird scenario. So do you do anything differently when it comes to betting in week 17? Well, just to, you know, add one week in there, uh, you know, in, in the weeks that, that are, are very difficult to bet, week two, I find, is, is always very difficult as well because you have the, you know, overreactions to week one. Um, you know, you're trying to figure out what did I just see, you know, and, and what should I trust from what I just saw, right? But those, yeah, I'm with you. Those three weeks are the most difficult, not just for betters, but for sports books as well. Um, you know, what do you do differently? There are... From you know my own personal uh, experience here, I, I place uh, far fewer bets on opening lines in week seventeen. Especially, I mean, I mean mo- mostly because there are a handful of games here. Like you said, will these teams be playing? Um, and and you know we we've seen actually Kansas City uh, and the Chargers pulled off the board right now because sportsbooks just don't yet know. Like, will Kansas City play Mahomes? Uh, will it, you know, will it be a half quarter, how, you know, and then who's going to play around them. So absolutely there, I, I place far fewer bets on these opening lines. Uh, I, I like to, you know, really be sure I know who's playing. So, you know, right off the top, I, I don't touch anything where it's, you know, possible that that one team is not playing for anything. Um, and, and, and then, you know, the other thing you got to decide is, is the opposite end of the spectrum too. the teams that are out, you know, the, San Francisco, like, are they going to put up another great performance in, in week 17 just to, you know, spite the rest of the league? Um, so I, I definitely, I, I bet far less in week 17 than, than usual, but um, you just, you know, if, if you're, if you're careful, um, if you do your research, there are some, some very uh, great lines that, that you can expose. Warren Buffett said, was asked how he made all his money. And what he said was, when everybody is cautious, be greedy. And when everybody's greedy, be cautious. Well, there's some caution here, like you talked about, like the Browns and the Steelers. Uh, the Steelers don't really have much to play for. Ben has been banged up. We don't know what his arm situation is. And Cleveland has to win the game. Now, my inclination is to say, that seems to point to Cleveland. They're favored by six and a half points right now. Does the fact that they need the game make you more likely to say they'll cover that spread? Uh, and then that, that's kind of the trap you have to, you know, to avoid falling into is, uh, you know, the, the must win games. Do you bet on all the teams that have to win? Right. You know, there, there's the other side here with Pittsburgh. Um, 
they haven't, like, like you said, I mean, they haven't played very well the last month of the season. Will they rest their, their players? Like, can, can they afford that? Or, or do they want to use week 17 as a bit of a tune up to, to continue, you know, trying to, uh, you know, land on their feet again, snap out of this funk um, just because Cleveland needs this game. I, I am not ready to bet them. Cleveland needed that game last week as well. True. You know, so now, they they had a pretty unfortunate uh, situation there with all their receivers uh, being ruled out. But, I mean, they should have still been able to run the ball, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, just all over that Jets defense, and they didn't. Um, so, I you know, you, you certainly want to avoid the, you know, 100%. This team needs the win, so I'm going to bet them. That, that's not always the way it works. And, and, hey, Pittsburgh here too. Like, do they want to see Cleveland in the playoffs? I, I don't. I think they probably don't. And so... That's one side of the spectrum. And then the other side of the spectrum is, okay, we've got some games with teams that don't have anything to play for. And, you know, from a gambling perspective, that doesn't much matter. I'm only interested in winning money. So is there is there opportunity there with maybe some of the lines being off because to the, basically the two teams are just out there kind of going through the motions? Well, absolutely. And uh, I, I think sports books have already been hit pretty hard um on on a couple of these lines so you know one uh so I, I've, I've got four games here where um you know we, we've seen significant movement in the lines um just within about 14 hours here since opening and one of those is a game where neither has anything to play for anymore and it's denver uh against the uh against vegas Denver opened this game, and this is this is in Denver. And sportsbooks obviously looked at this and said, "Hey, these are two equal teams. Um, you know, it's in Denver. We'll just we'll give them the the two and a half point uh, favorite tag here, right? That's generally, you know, for for those not familiar, on a if you have two equal teams, the home team's favored by by two and a half to three points. So that's where sportsbooks open this line, and right now we're looking at. Denver plus two and a half. We we've seen a five point swing already in in uh, yeah, like I said, fourteen hours or so, fifteen hours since lines have opened. A five point swing in this game, so that's one where I you know sportsbooks weren't really paying attention. Um, they they opened a bad line, and uh, you have the public looking at what happened the last time these two played. I mean, the the Raiders just ran all over them. It, it was really ugly. Um, so that that's a big one, and. Uh, I, I understand. I'm with the public. Like I, I, I jumped on it the moment it opened. So you know, now you're setting yourself up potentially for a, a nice middling opportunity if this line continues to grow. But uh, yeah, there, there are those lines, and it, you know, again, this is why I preach. It's so important to look at those opening lines. Um, you know, the moment they come out, you need to be ready to uh, to pounce. And even if it's something you don't love, um, you know. The, lines move and if, if it's a matter of a point two points uh you can set yourself up uh really nicely late late in the week to um you know again whether that's you want to hedge try to middle it um there's it, catching these opening lines uh that that's in, in my opinion one of the the integral parts of uh you know intelligent sports betting and we should point out we're recording this on monday afternoon so for lines to have moved that much already, yeah, that's a huge signal that something is off in the initial line. Will you bet a game early and then later in the week, if the line has moved, maybe make the opposite bet 
Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's the middling opportunity there. Right. Um, and, and this, you know what, with, with two and a half to two and a half the other way, you don't really have a, it's not a great middling opportunity. You need this one to grow a little more. You want to get it above three. Um, but absolutely. When, when you see some of these lines at the tipping points, you know, the, um, at the two and a half and you feel it's going to, it's going to continue growing. If it's at six and a half, seven, you feel it's going to continue growing. Um, those are the, the great lines to get on early because again, if, if, I mean, we, we've seen a lot of, uh, movement, um, this season and, and significant movement. We've seen five, six point swings, um, you know, partially COVID and, and, uh, players being ruled out late. Uh, but we, we've seen a ton of this movement and, you know, to give yourself a, you know, a five to six point window is, is massive. And, uh, that, that is, that opens up a great opportunity. Worst case scenario, you pay the juice, uh, to the book and, and, uh, call it a day. Best case scenario, you know, you, you hit, you hit both and, and, uh, you know, win, win two times your, your, your bet. Right. That doesn't happen to me. Just throwing that out there. Um, all right, let's dive into some of these games individually. Let's start with the Niners. They're quote-unquote home against the Seahawks, but of course they're playing in Arizona. That alone, has that changed anything when it comes to the 49ers? Like you said, usually two and a half to three points is the home team. Is that affected by the fact that the 49ers are now in Arizona? General wisdom says yes, it, it, it is. But I, I will say, I think sportsbooks have had a lot of trouble with the 49ers the last few weeks. Yeah, they keep favoring um, them when they stink. <laughs> they, I, I mean, they, they've been a very tough team to read. Um, you know, I, I think everyone has a lot of uh, respect for, for Kyle Shanahan and the job that he's done with, uh, you know, the quarterbacks that, that, that he's been dealing with. Um, but... You know, I, I I thought the Arizona game was a perfect example there where, you know, we had watched San Francisco the last couple of weeks try to push the ball down the field a little bit, you know, let let their quarterbacks, you know, at, at expose themselves, right? Try to get the ball downfield to Brandon Ayuk. And what what was happening? They're getting blown out. The the quarter, you know, Mullins kept turning the ball over. And you you'd expect San Francisco to keep kind of doing that, try to get their their young players involved, uh, you know, keep trying to to build. But what do they do? They they come out and just pound the ball down Arizona's throat. They say, CJ Beathard, you're you're not really throwing any passes uh <laughs> deeper deeper than 10, 20 yards down the field. Um and and we're just gonna win ugly. Um, you know, so that's it's been tough with San Francisco. But yes, the the fact that they are not playing at home and they are staying on the road, you know, the part of that home field advantage is the the travel, right? And and you know, having to leave on a whatever, whenever you choose to leave Friday, Saturday, um, and, and having to deal with, you know, potentially uh, time zone changes. So San Francisco at least is not dealing with any of that still. Like it's not a, uh, you know, they, they have just taken on a new home. Um, I, I think it has affected it a little bit. You know, I, I think that home field advantage for them right now has probably gone from two and a half to three points down to, you know, one and a half to two points playing in Arizona, but it, it's similar to what everybody's been dealing with this year where they're, you know, we, we aren't really sure what home field advantage is this year with no fans, right? How, how much of that advantage comes from the crowd noise, um, you know, Hey, pressure on the referees to make certain calls. Right. True. Um, so it's, it's, it's been difficult uh, for, you know, two, twofold for, for San Francisco there. The, 
Niners are getting four and a half points in this game. Seattle can still get the number one seed, so they have something to play for. They would need the Saints and the Packers to lose in addition to beating the 49ers, but that is something on the line. And, you know, late in the year, weather is a factor, so I'm sure Seattle would love to to get that number one seed if they could. I... Uh... I don't know what to do with this game because if the 49ers play like they did against Arizona, they got a shot. But I also saw Seattle blow them out earlier in the year. So I I don't love this game. If you had to touch it, where would you go? If I had to bet this game, I think I am taking the under. Uh, totals at 47 and a half here. And I, I think we're going to see... Uh, the, yeah. Honestly, what I would love to see at a week 17, and this is kind of my own personal opinion here. <laughs> I would love to see Shanahan start Rosen huh, and, yes. and let's like, let, let's just see, you know what I mean? Uh, we, we know you, you know what you have in, in Mullins and Bethard. Um, I, I, I look at Rosen as one of these guys that didn't really get a full shot in, in the NFL. He's, he's a very early pick, highly touted prospect. Um, and, and he's still very young. You know, it, it could could he be the answer here in San Francisco? Um, you know, to to solve the the quarterback issue that that they're dealing with. So I, I would love to see that, but I do think you're probably going to see Shanahan come out and and just want want to beat the Seahawks, and and the way that he'll do that is exactly the way he beat the Cardinals. Uh, he'll win in the trenches and just really minimize the the risk and uh opportunity he provides his his quarterback so i i think we'll see a slow game here and you know same thing with seattle we haven't seen them really be that explosive offense uh that we saw through the first half of this season they aren't scoring points uh you know in in a matter of of seconds anymore it's you know that their their drives are a little longer a little more methodical um so i i would i would bet the under here um because I'm I'm with you. I don't really like it. I, I I do think if if I had to bet a side, I'm probably taking uh, San Francisco straight up. Uh, you know, you can you can get them about plus one eighty to plus one ninety. I think that's where the value is in this game. Wow. I, look, I always want to see the 49ers win, especially against Seattle. There's I, I despise the Seahawks, so you know I I always would like to see them get the win. I, I mean, the Rosen thing would be fascinating. And in week 17, when the team's out of the playoffs, that would be just, I would love to see it just from an interest standpoint. If, yeah, why not? Right? If that happened, you got to give the Niners more points though, right? I mean, he's been with the team for like a week. Do you? Because uh, I, I don't know that you do. <laughs> um, you know, could could Rosen have executed that game plan that that Bether did. I think so. Probably. <laughs> um, you know, it, it, they were ultra safe throws. Uh, uh, you know, how many passes did Jeff Wilson uh, see? You know, like uh, he, Ayuk was targeted, what, two, three Twice, times? I think, in, yeah, in, the whole game. You know, um, Kittle had, you know, he had the safe five targets or so to Kittle. Um, outside of that, it was hand the ball off and just check it down. Um, and I, I think Rosen can execute that. You know, um, if, if we see something like that i do think we'll see the line grow for that reason you know rosen has been around long i think we'll see it grow to five five and a half but i don't think we'll see major movement out of it um i think five and a half the the yeah the the biggest this spread will get regardless of, of who's a quarterback for san francisco 
So we're talking about number one seed. So let's go first to the Packers because they, if they win, they lock up the number one seed and the road to the Super Bowl goes through the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. They're playing the Bears who need a win to get into the playoffs. So there's a ton at stake in this game. Green Bay is giving four and a half points. I don't know if I buy into this Bears offense. You know, they've scored 30 points in a row, four straight games. It's the first time they've done that since Gale Sayers was their running back. I do not believe in Mitchell Trubisky at all. I do not think he's a good quarterback. I think he's beating up on some tomato cans that the Bears have had in the schedule. And last time they played, when Mitchell Trubisky started for the Bears, the Packers smoked them and dropped 41 points on them. So to me, with everything to play for, I do not worry about laying those points. I like the Packers in this one. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Um, and and this is a game actually where uh, sports books are kind of exposing themselves um, with when in not being on the same page. You so you you mentioned Rob uh, Green Bay minus four and a half. You can find that at DraftKings. But if you head over to FanDuel. Um, and obviously, you know, whatever's legal in your state is, is where you got to bet. Mm-hmm. But um, if you head over to FanDuel, you can get Chicago plus six. Wow. So that's a one and a half point difference uh, in, in this spread here. You don't see this very often from one sports book to another. You know, you, you'll see a difference of maybe a, a half point. But this is one and a half point difference here. This is this is quite significant. Um, so, you know, depending which way you want to go here, just make sure you shop around, uh, find your, your best line, but I'm with you. I like green Bay in this game. Um, I, I don't care where it's being played. <laughs> I, I'm totally on board with, with your assessment there of Trubisky. I think they've just beat up on bad defenses. Um, you know, I, I think we also had to watch Nick Foles for a little too long and just the cement feet, uh, <laughs> standing in, in that pocket behind a, a not so great offensive line. David Montgomery has been, been great last couple of weeks too. You know, I, I have to give credit there. Uh, he's run the ball really well, but again, I think it's just been a lot of bad defenses. So in, in a game that's, that is very meaningful here. Um, I, I think laying like I'm, I'm all over laying that those, those four and a half points. And you mentioned the, the different lines you can get. If you go to sportsbettingdime.com right now, they lay it all out for you. You can see very easily what the line is at the different sites, which, you know, that you mentioned it kind of in passing, but shopping around for the right line is hugely important if you have the flexibility to, to do it. So definitely want to check out sportsbettingdime.com for that. Uh, the other game that matters for the number one seed in the NFC is New Orleans. I do not love New Orleans offense, regardless of who they have at quarterback. If it's Breeze, if it's Taysom Hill, they're playing Carolina this week who has nothing to play for. But I don't I don't know something about the Saints. I just can't get behind them. Not that I think the Carolina is going to win the game, but I don't think the Saints are going to wind up with the number one seat. I don't think so either. Um you know, for, for the reason that I, I think the Packers are going to beat the Bears. Um, but yeah, this this is a game here where I, I I had a bit of a tough time with this too. And again, this was another line that we've seen significant movement in since, uh, you know, just in the last 15 hours here. Uh, New Orleans opened as, as four and a half point favorites, and it's now up to six and a half at, at certain books. So uh, again, lots of movement. The public's hammered this one quickly. Um, I... I, I'm I'm with them I, as much as I 
I feel you. I, I don't think, um, you know, this, this Saints offense is right yet. I know they've just dropped 52 points on uh, a really bad, uh, you know, uh, uncharacteristically bad Vikings defense. But I, I, I think they are going to struggle uh, in the playoffs. Now, you know, down in Carolina, weather should be okay. I think they'll they'll finish season strong. Um, I, I I would lay the six and a half here as well. I think we'll see this line grow beyond seven as well, not too far beyond seven. But I think you'll you'll see this get up to seven and a half before kickoff. So I w- I would be betting this line now. Um, I also like the the over in this too. Um, it's the total is currently fifty uh, fifty and a half depending where you're looking, and. Yeah, I, I I think New Orleans has, you know, kind of one one final hurrah here. Um, you know, Breeze kind of you know, wins wins back some of the believers before he lets you down in the playoffs. <laughs> um so I, I would bet the over here. Uh as well as I, I like the Saints at, at this line, I think it'll continue growing. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned they put up a lot of points against Minnesota. I don't think Alvin Kamara is gonna run for six touchdowns every week. I mean, that's just not, you know. That's sort of clouding the issue for sure. Um, Absolutely. I want to get to some of the AFC games as well because we know the number one seed is going to go through Kansas City, but there are some other meaningful AFC games. We talked about Cleveland already, so I don't want to. I don't want to dive uh, back into that one. All right, let's go to the AFC South, the Tennessee Titans. I mean, I was in on the Titans. I was buying into Ryan Tannehill. I was buying into Derrick Henry. I thought that they were going to run all over the Packers. I know it was a snowy game on Sunday night, but, you know, still, I think snow generally favors the offense. They get whooped by Green Bay, and now I don't know what to think about Tennessee going forward. I, I, I finally thought I convinced myself that Ryan Tannehill was to be believed in, and now that's just everything is up in the air. I don't know what to think of Tennessee. What do you look at when you see the Titans? Uh, I, I look at a, a dangerous team, uh, with, with a lot of upset potential. I, I do still see them that way. Uh, I was with you. I, I actually had green Bay last night. And the moment I saw that, uh, like how much snow, uh, had, had fallen there, I, I did get a little concerned. Um, but you know, Tennessee still right now, they're, they're minus four twenty to win the division. They, they just need the win. Um, and, and they've got, uh, Houston, uh, beat Houston, they win the division. I, and I think they will. I, I think Der- Derrick Henry, you know, obviously he, he deserves to be in this, this MVP, um, you know, race. He's not going to win it. Um, and, and just a, a quick note on that. This is the first time we've seen Aaron Rodgers favored in, in the uh, NFL MVP odds as well. Uh, he just overtook Patrick Mahomes after this week. Um, so first, yeah, new, new favorites, only the third favorite we've seen this season russell wilson patrick mahomes and aaron Rodgers now but yeah derrick henry i I think the titans have that that playoff formula they have the you know we we can just run the ball for three four yards at a time pretty consistently um you know as as long as our quarterback doesn't turn it over which he did last night um you know they they have a lot of upset potential i still see them as a very dangerous team the, their defense has been the most concerning part to me where they they just have not been able to apply any sort of pressure on on quarterbacks and you know when when you do come up against you know an Aaron Rodgers a Patrick Mahomes you can't let them just comfortably sit in the pocket and pick you apart so that's i think going to be their their downfall i don't foresee them you know all of a sudden generating pass rush come playoffs 
Jets, but as long as they have Derrick Henry and as long as they, you know, remain calm and, and are efficient early in games on, on offense, you know, they'll, they'll hang around. And I, I think they, they beat Houston. They, they lock up that division. Um, but at that point they're, they're looking their their first round, uh, they'll end up with, uh, we're looking at, yeah, one, one of those wild cards, you know, Cleveland, uh, Baltimore, Miami, or, or Indianapolis potentially. Right. So, uh, they're, they're going to be in, in tough, uh, in, in, in that first round. You mentioned the MVP. I want to get to that and a couple other futures bets. We'll take a quick break and then we'll sort of look past week 17 with Matt McCune of Sports Betting Dime. Welcome back to the Niners Nation podcast. We're still joined by Matt McCune of Sports Betting Dime. We dove into some of the week 17 games. Now we're going to look ahead to the playoffs and and the MVP conversation. And let's start with the MVP because you just talked about how Aaron Rodgers has jumped up now to be the favorite in the MVP race. Uh, he's got 48 touchdowns this year total, when, or 47 when you combine his passing and his rushing. Plus, and here's the thing I think with Rodgers, he's smart. He knows it's not just about the numbers when it comes to MVP. It's about the narrative. So if you noticed, he gave an interview the other day, I think with Pat McAfee, where he said, hey, I should have two more MVPs. So now I feel like he's trying to drum up support for himself. He just had a huge game against the Titans in prime time that everybody saw. How big of a favorite do you think Rodgers is over the rest of the field? Well, uh, the odds say he's a minus 250 favorite right now. Um, so I, I I think it's there. If, if anything, I think there's still value in this line. Um, you know, the the minus 250 odds uh, that, that you're looking at there with Rodgers. And, and, you know, just for the record, we... It's, Rogers and and Mahomes really are the the only um, you know two kind of remaining in this race. Josh Allen's the the honorary mention. You had a great season, you know. He's kind of sitting in that fifteen to one range at this point. It's too long. Um, he'd, he'd have to. I, I don't think there's anything he could really do in week seventeen to to win this award. Um, but the yeah the minus two fifty with Rogers, uh, you know, implies a basically a seventy one and a half. Uh, percent probability to win this award I think it's a little higher I don't think it's much higher but I, I would go I, I think Rogers is about 75 percent so you know if you're still looking to make any any bets on this I think the value is still on Rogers as he said a lot of narrative and you know possibly the most important um, you know factor in in the NFL MVP race tends to be wins and you know he as you said he just had a great win uh, in in prime time over you know a team that that's believed to be another you know, Super Bowl contender. Tennessee is still you know twenty to one to to win the Super Bowl. So I, you know Mahomes ticks that box off as well. But we we've seen Mahomes do this. We we know um, you know we we know all the weapons Mahomes has. I, I think that's the other narrative here that that Rodgers is basically just playing with. Devontae Adams as a receiver you know he hasn't really had anyone else uh step up and be consistent for him um we I think we all thought Alan Lazard was going to be that guy when he came back but hasn't really been and, and you got MBS dropping balls all over the field <laughs> so I I I think like you said the narrative really supports Rodgers um I, I would still bet him at this if, if you don't have any any um you know action on this already and you're looking to get some before it closes out I think Rodgers is is the bet, and unless he completely tanks against the Bears next week, which I don't see him doing, I think this is his. I am stunned at how far out of the MVP conversation Russell Wilson has fallen. I'm looking at DraftKings right now. I see Derrick Henry's plus ten thousand. Russell Wilson is plus twenty five thousand to win the MVP. 
And I feel like earlier this year, he had way more, you know, he was like the MVP favorite, let Russ cook. He had the whole narrative of he's never even received a single vote for MVP. And now he's like an afterthought. Yeah, you know, Russell Wilson's second half was was a pretty disappointing one. Um, you know, I I he was my early MVP bet. I got him at 8 to 1 um and and I was laughing there, you know, for the first half <laughs> of the season. Uh kind of, you know, and, and again, hey, when if if you're if you're a smart futures better, you are constantly monitoring this and and you're looking for your opportunities to hedge, right? Um, and, and, you know, whatever hedge you choose, whether it's a uh, hedge to minimize risk uh, or to, you know, maximize your profit, whichever way you go, the the important part is you got to be ready. You got to be monitoring this stuff. And and I was. And unfortunately, it just I, I felt it took too quick of a turn uh, and too early in the season. You know, Wilson had, had got himself down to uh, I mean, like he, he was the odds on favorite. He, he was minus 111. Wow. Um, minus, minus 171 on November 3rd to win the MVP. And at that time, Aaron Rodgers was 10 to 1. Plus plus one thousand. So bet bet a hundred dollars, uh, win a thousand dollars on on Aaron Rodgers. Back, and we're talking, you know, two months ago, basically less less than two months ago, uh, you could have had him at ten to one still. Um, so yeah, th- things turned very quickly, and Russell Wilson at this point is he's so far out of it. Uh, and as you said, you know, the only way a running back wins this award is if they you know surpass two thousand yards um, and and do something else really spectacular. So. You know, certainly not take away from what Derrick Henry has done this season, but he's not in the, um, you know, the, the upper tier here, the Rodgers Mahomes um, tier. And, you know, Russell, R- Russ was there for so long. E- even looking back, you know, December 3rd, beginning of this month, Russ was still plus 638 uh, to, to win the, the MVP. Uh, at that point, Rodgers had just overtaken him. And and he fell to third on the board. But since then, it's been you know week week to week. He, he went up to twenty one to one. Then we're talking you know fifty to one. Uh, last week he was eighty seven to one, and yeah, now he's landing in here at at hundred to one. So no, he's 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 out of it. You mentioned that you had placed a bet on Russ earlier in the year. How many of like MVP bets will you make typically throughout the season? Now that depends how good my first bet is. <laughs> <laughs> You know, if if uh, it, I I didn't play this Russell Wilson one uh, as as well as I could have, um, so you know I I am sitting here on the lone Russell Wilson MVP bet this season. But uh, last year, the year prior, um, I believe uh, two or three in total. Because again, like I said, you know you you want to set yourself up for for that hedge opportunity when it when it uh, shows itself you got to act quickly. Um, and again, whichever way you're going, generally I'm, you know, you, you got to kind of assess the situation. Um, yeah. I I've only had one this year. Unfortunately, I, I, I missed the, uh, the boat on, I, I felt Rogers and Mahomes. It was still too much of a toss up between the two and didn't feel the value was there and in, in betting either at the time. And now I'm, you know, potentially sitting here, going to, going to make my second bet on Aaron Rodgers at this point. Even last week, you could have had him at plus three thirty one. So you know we we are we're a little late here uh, to to the Rogers train, but um, yeah, I I mean honestly, I didn't see Mahomes 
not lighting up the Falcons defense this week. So uh, I, I figured we'd, we'd still see Rogers at a, at a plus uh, number still trailing Mahomes, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Kind of a quiet one from, uh, from Patrick there on, on Sunday. Yeah. And he got bailed out too, because the Falcons dropped a game ceiling interception in the end zone. I mean, the, the guy had it in his hands and he it scored it out. And of course, like all the great quarterbacks do, you give him another shot and Mahomes got it done. Um, so you've mentioned that you think the Packers are going to be the number one seed. So do I. And generally in the playoffs, what we've seen is the top seeds have done really well. They generally have not been getting knocked out as much as they used to. And I'm looking at the championship odds. The Packers are still plus 525 to win the win the Super Bowl. To me, they're the clear front runner in the NFC right now. And that seems like a ton of value there for what I perceive to be the favorite in a conference to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm with you. Um, and if, if you do, you know, there's another uh, time where, uh, you know, please make sure you shop around. You you can find Green Bay still at plus 550. Um, so, you know, it's not a huge difference, but, uh, you know, in, in these types of bets, every, uh, you know, every cent matters, right? So I, I'm with you at plus 550, knowing what we do about New Orleans and, and their struggles in the playoffs the last few years, knowing that, uh, you know, if everything goes accordingly, uh, New Orleans has to travel to Green Bay for for that NFC Championship game, and it's going to be cold. Uh, I don't love Drew Brees in in that weather, and I look I look around the rest of the NFC, and you know, as we were kind of saying, Seattle hasn't really impressed me this season. I shouldn't say this season, the, the second half of, mm-hmm. of the season. Um, you know, I, I don't believe their defense is that much better uh, than it was in, in the first half. Um, so that, you know, they don't really, I, I don't love their chances in Green Bay. Same with, I, I mean, I, Tampa Bay is, is they've, they've beat up on bad teams this year. That, that's been their, you know, them in Baltimore, they've, they've got it done uh, against the bad teams. And hey, that, that's, that's what you got to do. Uh, you can't really fault them for that. But I don't think Tampa Bay can go in there. Um, I, I'm with you. I, I think right now at plus 550, there's still value. This is another one I, I got um, earlier in the season. Green Bay, I got at eight to one to win the Super Bowl. So, um, you know, hey, set myself up with a, an opportunity to hedge potentially uh, in, in the playoffs. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'd am i be happy there. But even at 550, I'm with you. There's, there's still value in, in that line. This is my weird hot take about the Buccaneers is that they're a warm weather team. But they've got Brady, who played in the cold weather for two decades. So I almost wonder if they are going to be less affected by the cold than, you know, another warm weather team who would have to play in the elements. Yeah, because, I mean, generally it is it is your offense that, that you're concerned with, uh, you know, not being as good in, in that cold weather. And, and yeah, like you said, Brady's got the experience out there. Um, they, they could be a team that, that isn't as affected. They, they can run the ball a little bit, too. Um, you know, I, hey, it'll be... Can, can Mike Evans, can Chris Godwin uh, make those plays in, in the cold, right? Because, um, yeah, like you said, we've seen Brady do it. And I, I think the Bucs could uh, make make a little bit of noise in, in the wild card round. But I, I don't see them uh, lasting, hanging around too long. And at 12 to 1, there's, I, I don't see any value there in Tampa Bay. At 12 to 1, it's, uh, that, that's too short. Last question for me is basically what I'm, I'm looking at, I'm seeing the Chiefs. The Packers and the Saints are have the three best odds to win the Super Bowl. After that, you sort of get into, I don't want to say long shots, but it's kind of long shots. Everybody else is, that I'm looking at is plus a thousand or worse. If you had to pick one of those long shots, so to speak, to win the Super Bowl, to put your money on, which team would you pick? 
there's two teams that stand out to me. Um, one is the team I think has the the better chance, and that's Buffalo. Um, I, I think they are a team, you know, the way Josh Allen's playing, and I, I really like Sean McDermott as a coach. I, I think he's, you know, proven himself uh, to, to be a great defensive mind. If, if he can get that defense playing a little better heading into the playoffs and Josh Allen and the offense stay as explosive as they have been all season. Um, I, I think they are the team that who, who has the offense who could go toe to toe with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, so at 10 to one, I think there is some value there. Now the team that I think has the most value right now is the Pittsburgh Steelers at 20 to one. Um, and, and if you shop around, you can find them 22 to one, Ooh. which I, I, I do like, I know what we've seen out of Pittsburgh, uh, the last month. And uh, I mean, Hey, to, to lose to the Bengals, uh, is, is something else. Um, that's, so I, I, I understand why people have soured on Pittsburgh, but this is too far. Uh, the Steelers are still a very, they, they sell very good defense, um, I, I think they have the, I think they have the best chance in the AFC to slow down Mahomes. Uh, I don't think they'll stop him, but I think they can, uh, th- their defense can slow him. They, they can pressure him, uh, without having to blitz too much. Um, and, and I think they, they have the DBs that can, you know, again, not, I don't think anyone really wants to go man, uh, play <laughs> man coverage against the Chiefs again, after we, we watched a couple, couple people try to do that earlier this season. But I, I think they, they have the defense. They, they have the, the talent there to at least slow Mahomes. Um, and, and if Big Ben uh, and, and, you know, those receivers can just catch the ball, uh, I, I think they have a good chance at, at upsetting Kansas City as well. And at 22 to 1, I think that's the best value on the board right now. Um, but like I said, I think the Bills have the, the better chance um, and, and the odds say so as well. And I think there's still some value there in, in 10 to one. Um, I saw them at 11 to one. So if, you know, if you give yourself a couple days here, uh, they're, they're not short. They're, they're not going shorter than 10 to one. I, I don't believe they will. Uh, you might be able to catch them 11 to one though. Um, and especially, Hey, if, if Belichick, you know, puts together one of those just Belichick games tonight where he, uh, tries to make a statement. If we see the bills lose for, for whatever reason tonight, uh, you know, you, you could still catch the bills at like 12 to one. To me, if you're going to make one of these bets, you have to have a quarterback who, if they play at their absolute best, can just have one of those games where they can just destroy you. And Josh Allen, like you said, has definitely done that. I think the game against San Francisco, he absolutely shredded them. 49 fans are very familiar with that. You have to have that guy who, if they're at their best, can just be untouchable. Like, I don't think the Rams have it. Even at Jared Goff's best, he's not that guy to me. So I cross them off the list. The Colts, I don't think Phillip Rivers has that anymore. I would cross them off the list. But like Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, even Brady. If Brady's at his best, I still think that's good enough to get it done. But there are a bunch of teams there. The Dolphins, I don't care if it's Fitzpatrick or whoever, cross them off the list. There are a bunch of guys you can eliminate right off the bat. If you're going to make a long shot, you got to have that quarterback who's just elite at some level. Yeah, that that's what it takes in the playoffs, right? Like your your quarterback has to to catch fire. Um the Bills have that and Big Ben at his best uh I think can still do that. So I look to those two teams to, to be honest, I, I I do worry about the NFC. I, as much as I like Green Bay, I think everybody else in the NFC is is uh basically the same team. Um 
you know, it, it, anyone can beat anyone. Um, Tampa Bay, even though they've, they've been beat twice by New Orleans, I, I think just the, the playoff factor and that, uh, you know, Brady experience and, and the way we've, again, the way we've seen New Orleans uh, you know, choke in, in the last handful of, of playoffs here, uh, I, I have a hard time really loving the, the Saints over over Tampa Bay here. So I, I, I just look at the, the entire, the, the rest of the NFC playoffs, and I don't see any one team stands out to me as as having a better chance than than the other you're a thousand percent right is, is there a way that i could short the saints like can i make a bet that they won't make the nfc title game because i would love to make that bet well i mean hey you, you definitely uh can do that um it's you know the, the bet markets really aren't available in uh in, in the u.s too much but um you know, hey, I, I I will probably be betting against them just just straight up early in the playoffs mm-hmm. uh, to to be upset and uh, yeah, uh, what whoever it is, I, I'm I'm probably gonna be fading them in in that wild card game. Nobody disappoints in the playoffs with a Hall of Fame quarterback like the New Orleans Saints. Matt McEwen, thank you very much for the time. We appreciate the advice. We always like to make money, so we like having you on. Uh, if they want to follow you on Twitter, what is your Twitter handle? Yeah, it's at SBD underscore Matt on, on Twitter there. So, uh, yeah, if, if you're after some some gambling info, uh, you know, line movement, where the money is, um, you know, what, what SBD's advice is, uh, give, give me a follow and, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk some betting. And like we said, you can always go to sportsbettingdime.com and check out all the lines from all the different sites so you make sure that you get the best line for whatever game you want to bet. As I said at the top of the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe the Niners Nation podcast. We appreciate everything that has come in so far. If you are a loyal listener, please just take 10 seconds, throw us a rating and a review. They really do help. Enjoy the games this week, everybody, and we'll talk to you next week.